I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview is another Hot Docs interview that I enjoyed a great deal. It might get a little noisy for some of you in the background. We had some hardwood floors to deal with down at the Industry Centre in Toronto and also a little bit of chit-chat going on in the background, but it's not going to distract you from what is, I think, a wonderful and engaging conversation with Michael Del Monte, the director uh, of the new film Transformer, and Janae Crock, you're going to want to listen in. You're going to want to see this film. This is this is a, a film about about guilt and, and and about shame. It's a film about bodybuilders and and the human body. It's about our understanding of of labels and of uh, frameworks and of structure. It's about it's about sexism and about fear and pressure and and about how how uh, we we all make choices that uh, are going to affect our lives in a very unique and interesting and particular way. It's about creating conversation and it's, it's, it's about questions uh, of existence and, and aren't we all really asking this question, you know, uh, who uh, am I? And and as you'll see, and as something that really resonated with me, it's really, you know, for Michael and for Janae, this is about creating a conversation. This is about for creating a dialogue. And like any great film, it works on so many different levels. Stay tuned for, for a fascinating conversation uh, coming right up with Michael Del Monte and Janae Kroc uh, and their film, uh, Transformer. And don't forget, davidpecklive.com for more information about my speaking and my writing and, and also face-to-facelive.ca. And if you want to support what I'm doing here, you can do that through patreon.com coming right up michael del monte and janae crock uh, talking about their new film transformer well welcome to face to face we're joined by two very special guests here today uh, live at hot docs well i guess when everyone's listening to it it, it it won't be live but it's it's live to tape so that's about as alive as we can get thank you uh, both uh, janae crock and and um, michael del monte here today to talk about their new film transformer thank you both for for joining me today yeah thanks for having us thanks for having us so, so 
tell me a little bit about the the hot dogs. Um, you, you, Janae, you've just arrived in Toronto from Michigan, I believe. You drove drove up. Um, what, what what's it like coming into the city, coming into the buzz? Uh, opening night was last night for you guys. Q and A. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Um, opening night was amazing. Um, place was packed. We sold out, and um, the audience, you know, gave us a really warm reception, and and uh, it couldn't have been better. Honestly, it was amazing. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things with with film and in a film like this was that, you know, obviously you have different people of different beliefs coming into you know one room, and I don't know. I found it really this topic tends to be a little bit. Uh, divisive and mm. so to have people you know kind of be quiet and see Janae's story especially in a place like Toronto it was it was really really fun to to see the reactions you know feel the energy and and everything uh, that goes along with that what what is this topic when you say that so that I guess the subject is you know somebody trying to figure out really who they are I mean it's an identity film and and and, and our character Janae I mean her identity just happens to be uh, a, com- a bit of a complex one, you know. It's from father, to U.S. Marine, bodybuilder, powerlifter, and then uh, transgender woman. You know, so trying to trying to figure out where my from from his, you know, as long uh, I can let you know, her, her speak about it. But but I mean, it, I mean well, that was the director. It well, I mean that sense, was what right? interested me about it was it yeah. was not a transgender film. Mm. You know that this this had nothing to do with a political message. This had to do with someone really struggling and willing to open up to say. I don't even know who I am. I'm seen as this world record power lifter mm-hmm, bodybuilder, mm-hmm. but who, who the hell am I? And, and, and I'm really, like, I, I'm a woman. Like, how do I express this? How do I get this out? And that angst was like, this is a great story, first and foremost. And, and don't you start the film, don't you open the film up by saying something to the effect of how am I ever going to be comfortable in my own skin? It, exactly. I mean, that's something I've struggled with my whole life. I mean, I knew by the time I was five or six, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know the word transgender, how to explain it, but I knew how I felt. Mm, but mm. I also knew at such a young age that it wasn't okay to be out about it, that I couldn't tell my parents, I couldn't right. tell my friends. I knew the reactions would be very negative. So I was terrified. And then I was also combined with a lot of guilt and shame. You know, I was taught that these things are wrong and it's sinful and there's something wrong with me. So I grew up my whole life, you know, feeling ashamed and hiding all this and carrying this heavy burden around that no one knew. And, um, but then at the same time, I was very passionate about strength training and, mm-hmm. you know, I was always a jack and played sports year round. And, and so I focused on those things, but then once I started dealing with things as an adult, it was like, you know, trying to figure out, I was under the impression that I had to pick, you know, you can be, you can be a boy, you can be a girl. This is what girls do. This is what boys right. do. And the thing was, is how I felt on the inside, you know, was was, was clear to me, but also all the things I was interested in, I was taught by society, these are masculine things. And so right. there was always this confusion. I would make long lists of, you know, boy stuff, girl stuff, and trying to decide all this. And then, you know, eventually I came to the realization, like, look, this is just about me being me, and who cares what society says? Who cares about everything else? But it, but it was a long, you know, struggle, and, and I think you see a lot of that in the film, and and I think Michael did it, and the guys did a great job about you know just following me and showing everything I was going through. The, the irony uh, of you talk about insecurities and about 
finding yourself and the irony of strength training mm -hmm. to me is just so it, I, and I've seen the film twice and so it really hit me the second time through and the scene of you in the basement maybe near the end of the film getting ready I don't even know what you call it because as you can tell I, yeah. I, if you if you you know the wind would knock me over right so yeah yeah I, in fact we, we should have a before and after shot of you and I that would be yeah. <laughs> anyway um, but but yeah you're, you're you're working it in the basement getting prepped getting psych psychologically physically ready to do some kind of lift mm -hmm. And to me, that was that was kind of what you've lived the last 35 yeah. years. Yeah, I think it was a great metaphor for just my experience overall. And, um, you know, but it, it was, it was like that. And you see that aspect of my personality, this intense, tough, focused person who's hyper competitive and, and, you know, we're, you know, we're taught all these things are masculine qualities. So I was always trying to resolve that. And, um, but yeah, I think that scene in the film is a great metaphor um, just for my life in general. It's too bad we're not interviewing those two other people that are, that are yeah. chatting here, uh, sort of yeah. talking over us. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. I think they're journalists too, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but, but I love that. It, there's just such a deep irony that about, and your comment about the whole masculine feminine thing, you, you talk about, being, I think, on the football team mm -hmm. and seeing the cheerleaders and, and wondering and mm -hmm. thinking through what are the implications of all this. And it must have been that, I th and again, the second time through, I think I, f I kind of felt some of your fear. I would never want to say I've walked in your shoes, but, but I felt that it was a little more palpable the second time around. Yeah, I think that the difficult thing with my life was, I mean, well, one of the difficult things, but one of the things that made it more difficult was the more success I achieved and the further I got with the powerlifting. By the time I was a world champion, I had right. already, you know, been in presidential security and, you know, coming from a small town, I was like this small town hero mm -hmm. and everyone had strongest, put me up on... Strongest guy in your class, right? In, I, yeah, weight. I posted the, yeah, in my weight class, I posted the highest um, total ever, all time. And um, back in 2009, and uh, but yeah, so I was like this small town hero, and all my family and friends looked up to me, and it was like they had put me up on this pedestal. And then the higher I climbed, the more afraid I was. Mm. I felt like I was disappointing everyone, like mm. I was going to let them down. And, right, right. You know, and so it was all, I felt all this pressure to keep going. And, and, and not to say that I didn't enjoy what I was doing. I loved competing, and I loved the success I had, and I was very motivated to achieve it. But at the same time, I felt pressured to stay on that same journey and right. keep hiding who, right. who I really was. It was as if that that was going to that was defining who you were. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. Almost huge. just you had this huge amount of success, but it, but it wasn't authentic. Yeah, it, well, I would say the success and the powerlifting and the things I, you know, achieved and, and went after were authentic, but it was mm. just a small part of who I was. Mm. And, you know, it was just like I was hiding so much more. I mean, I was I loved mm. all those things and still do. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes this so difficult because I felt like initially I felt like I had to give that up in order to be myself. But that wasn't the truth. It, that still needed to be a part of my life. But I, there was so much more that I was hiding. Right, right. When, when... What transformation have you seen since you started, Michael, since oh. you started with Tanae? I mean, obviously physical, and, and you bring that out in the film, and you, and you show the struggle in so many different ways. I Janae, mean, yeah, Janae and I have a fairly close relationship since making this, so I think she'll be okay with me saying this. But when I first met Janae, you know, I, I, I met Janae first in, in, her, in her kind of male mode as, as Matt the very first time. And, and the first few times that, you know, I, I was speaking with Janae... I noticed Janae was quite different than Matt still. You know, there was, there was, it was, I, the way I always described it was there was a little bit more of that, you know, almost teenage girl type period. Well, because you weren't, you had never experienced, whereas now, 
you know, like your mannerisms back then, a year and a half ago even, when you were still splitting your time, from, from it, it, it felt much more of a effort, you know, being a girl. Like it was, it, it, whereas now over a year and a half of making that decision, making that choice, making that commitment, now you see it's, you know, you're you. And, and there's a bit, been more of a blend between who you were, you know, and, and who I'm sure you've always wanted to be. So it's, yeah, it was interesting to see that. Um, and, uh, and just because, you know, I think, uh, for a lot of people, you, you, you know, we're all, we're all continually, you know, adjusting on, on who we are and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think somebody like Janae or anyone transitioning, something that was fascinating to me about the whole process was that, you know, how do you leave, you know, when you move forward in life, there's parts of yourself you want to leave, you know, let's say you've, 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 you marry, you want to leave your old, all your kind of promiscuous life. You wish none of that happened, mm-hmm. type of thing. But somehow it has to come. Some stuff comes with you, and trying to figure out, you know, during that transition period, it's yeah. It was well, what's, what is kind of interesting about that comment is if you take any of those situations away, whatever it is, the people that you've met along the way, the upbringing that you'd have. I'd love to talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. too today. But you're not that person mm-hmm. that you are today, for good or for ill, right? Mm-hmm. So you take those memories away or you yeah. take those people out of your life that maybe even those people that you didn't want, um, right? Yeah. And, and, that, and that, that partially makes us who we are for, for good or for ill. But so you, you talk about the choice side of things. And in the film, you talk a little bit about not necessarily choosing this. What, what did you mean by that? Is it how things played out? Or, yeah. Anyway. No, I, I think I think what you're referring to is like I never chose to be transgender. Mm. I never chose to have these desires and have these feelings and have this identity. And you know, I think in you know popular media and stuff, it's kind of pushed where some people are thinking that this is like it's a trendy thing to do, right. like it's cool, which just blows my mind because if anyone's lived this. There's nothing cool about it. It's a very difficult life to live. Anytime you run, you know, counter to what society deems as acceptable, it becomes very difficult. And and obviously, even after my coming out and, um, you know, being someone who was a world champion athlete, had a successful career, I nearly had all that taken away from me. I mean, my sponsors dropped me. I lost my job. Um, you know, it, it was it was really, really difficult. And then struggling, you know, to find myself, you know, in the middle of all that. Um, you know, it's been a crazy last couple of years, but, um, but yeah, the choice thing is really just, you know, I, I didn't want this. I mean, for 32 years of my life, I fought this as hard as I could. Um, this is not what I wanted. I wanted to just be that champion athlete that everybody saw me as the big alpha male, you know, that's what I wanted, but, but that wasn't me and it wasn't authentic. Do you, do you think that that, uh, it sort of comes out in your conversation with your father, mm-hmm. which was really hard mm. to watch. And must have been way more hard to live for so many years. And I, I'd love to know where things are at these days. But, but how do you, how do you step back into that? How do you do, you say you say in the film that you love your father? Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was a question mark though after that, maybe or, or maybe not a question mark. No, no. I mean, really, I've just had to accept my parents for who mm-hmm. they are. Um, I mean, you know, they've lived up north in a small town for a lot of years. They, my dad's been there his entire life. They haven't been exposed to a lot of other things. Um, neither of them graduated from high school, so they're not really well educated. And, and you know, I just kind of have to take all those factors into account, and then and also realize like the stuff they've had to deal with because of me being out. 
you know, they went from, you know, being congratulated about the son that was, you know, the champion right. athlete and right. Marine and all that yeah. to uh, the, the transgender weirdo that, you know, mm. um, you know, people coming up to my mom and telling her that it's her fault because she didn't take right. me to church enough and stuff like right. that. And right. Satan's in me or something, you know, so, you know, something silly like that. And um, so, I, I mean, I feel for them in that way. I understand the pressure they're under as well. And I also understand they have a very limited understanding of this whole thing. And, and it, you know, does it hurt a little bit? Sure. But I also know deep down they both love me and they're not going to, you know, kick me out of their lives, um, even if they're always not the most supportive. But, uh, but I still love them. And, and uh, I guess I understand where they're coming from. Mm. You, I mean, I think uh, I think a lot of people can can relate. You said, you're, you know, he, he just wasn't there for me. I think was a line that you used, and I think mm-hmm. I think on some level, most of us can probably relate to that, and maybe maybe in different ways. We all have our own stories. I bet Michael, you've got mm-hmm. stories. I mean, it it drives people to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I was very different. Well, I'm very different than my father. Um, But even all my life, even when I was doing all the alpha male stuff, you know, I was a total jock. And Mm. my dad was not. And he... I don't know if he was really a fan or not of me playing sports, but he rarely saw me compete. He he was rarely there for anything. He he, he wasn't that supportive, in other words. No, 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 not at all. Got it. And... um, and uh, a lot of times he almost seemed to resent the fact that his, you know, that his child was, was so different. And, um, but at the same time, you know, he might sit around in the bar and brag to his buddies about the successes I had. Right. But, sure. yeah, but at this point in his life, I mean, I competed for 20 years in powerlifting. He never saw one of my competitions ever. And, um, so you never looked down and saw him applauding? No, no. I mean, I knew, I knew he was, you know, happy about it in his own way. Sure. But, yeah. Totally. But understand. it wasn't, you know, being a parent myself and having three boys mm-hmm. and being there for everything they do. Right. I just can't understand. Which that. really comes out in the film, by the way. And good for you both for communicating that so well and, frankly, so wisely. I love the scene where you're you're getting ready to go out and they're playing probably Call of Duty in the background. Is that what yeah, it, it is? It was either. It might have been Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, which yeah. just cracks me up yeah. on yeah. so many levels. That's funny, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the ironies in the film just run deep. What, Michael, I, what surprised you about about some of? Um, I mean, how long did it take to shoot the film? A couple, couple years? To, a year and a half. Year and a half. From from you know the, the first half a year though was very sporadic, only a few shoots, and then once we got our funding, then kind of a continu- uh, a full year of right. checking in with Janae every month at least. Right. Right. Um, and then and then another and then another half year till it was released. I'm just kind of wondering, you know, again, second time around, seeing the the uh, the what I'm going to call, and I don't even know if I should, but the right wing slash uh, evangelical slash religious folk, I, I, I don't even like to put them in a because they're just, as far as I'm concerned, completely nuts. Yeah. But with, I mean, what, what what I was struck by was how much you are accommodating everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like we, you're the one doing, and 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 I was I was kind of heartbroken by that the, the, the second time around watching the film, and I well, and I'd love for you to talk about that, but I'd love to hear about what what surprised you about some of the people you met along the way. Somebody, I mean, yeah, I mean that you know, that scene that scene in the film didn't surprise me. No, I mean right. you know because I mean it's like it's almost those, cliche, right? Yeah, I mean I think I've actually gotten that comment from a few from a few Christians who were upset, saying, "Why did you put that in? I mean that makes everyone look so Christians look so bad, and we're not all like that." And and, and you know, frankly, I, I, it was an event that happened there. It wasn't meant to be sensational or to try and create drama. What I liked, I'll tell you what I liked about that scene being in there was Janae's reaction on the sideline, mm. which was not. 
which was not, I mean, biggest person there. If Janae wanted to, <laughs> Janae could have cracked some skulls. That's right. And said, yeah, you want to, yeah. you know, yeah. there was, but yeah. what, what did she do? You know, she stood there, just shook her hand and said, no. It's, it's, no. It's sad, I think. It's, it's sad. It's she sad. said sad. Yeah. yeah, you have a better memory than I do on this. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. But I, And to me, that's why I wanted it yeah. in, just to show that just a little bit of that. It didn't. I wouldn't care what religious denomination it was. I didn't care who it right. was. But just to show some external struggle, to show Janae is a strong person who stands there, nods her head, whatever, and goes on. And goes you know, on. And say, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a testament of an athlete, right? You face adversity, but you've made a commitment and you're, you're trying to do that. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that moment, though, when they're all passing and it's so sad, she says, right now. Yeah, for me, with, you know, facing people like that or having, you know, when I, when I was outed, of course, there was a lot of nasty things said on the Internet and, you know, mess, crazy messages I received I and stuff like that. And, and, um, was that I, one, of, one of the photos? One of those instead? Was it the YouTube is what? The yeah, YouTube yep, yeah, I was video outed, and yep. then you sort of posted a, there's one photo in particular on Instagram that you really focus on and I think come back to. Is that Was that when it happened, when the, that outing occurred? Yeah, yeah. He outed me. He's like a YouTube vlogger that does a kind of a gossip um, thing mm. about pro bodybuilders and, and powerlifters. From what oh, I understand, I I've okay. never followed his channel. But, but yeah, it was crazy. It was like a Monday morning and all of a sudden my phone blows up. Oh, and, man. And wow. all my friends and family are telling me you got outed. And then immediately it's followed by all these media requests and everything. And so my I life bet. got turned upside down in a matter of minutes. But um, but I've always found like when you know you know running into hateful people or angry people or people that just don't understand, it's very counterproductive to in, engage them in you know arguing. And you'll never see me on social media arguing with people or anything like that. But I do try to create conversation if someone wants to talk, and I think that's the best way to educate. And the thing I think with me, I think I'm in a unique position because a lot of those people that you know are really have a hard time with transgender stuff they actually probably have a lot in common with me. You know, I was a Marine, a, an athlete, a power lifter, and, you know, considered this alpha male. And it's like if, if I can just get them to have some conversation and understand and see what type of person I am, there's probably a whole lot about being transgender that they totally misunderstand. And, and if you can get them, the important thing is, is for them to see you as a person mm -hmm. because you'll see, you know, like you, you'll see nasty comments on some of my stuff like, oh, it, you know, and it's, it's dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. And when you dehumanize people, it allows people to do terrible things. But when they see you as a person and they understand you're, you know, you're a parent and, and um, a brother and a son and daughter, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. um, then, they, then it's, it's much more harder to have that hate and that anger. And um, I, I think that's important. And to educate people, that kind of bridge has to be crossed. Do you, do you think the film's going to live, um, and I guess your story, I mean, you're living your story and, and, and doing the festival circuit and Q&As and having conversation, which is what I, I love. I'm all about it. That's why I kind of host the podcast. It's For me, it is about the dialogue. It's how to move the needle, get people asking new questions, right? And as a filmmaker, I would think the same, Michael. Yeah. Is, is, is this, um, how is this story, the Splash and Ripple, do you see it, uh, you know, yeah, I, it's, it's for either of you, or both of you, I, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know, I mean, yeah, well, I guess we'll yeah, see, I yeah. mean, I think it, um, I think it's very unique, and, and approaches this from a totally different angle, like, our goal right from the start was just, you know, no bias, no agenda, mm -hmm. and not pushing anything, just showing my life and who I am. And, and really, the, the big story is really just about a person trying to find themselves, which I think almost everyone can relate to. You know, my differences are a little more obvious and maybe a little more extreme, mm -hmm. but, but really that's the big story. 
And but as far as you know where it goes from here, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope people are open to listening, and I would love to have conversations. And you know, hopefully, it does educate and inspire. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to echo that, and and you know, very, very briefly say that our, as Janae said, our goal from the start was uh, not to create something objective. You know, in the sense of here's the professor, here's facts about transgenders, and here's the frequently asked questions that are right. going to be answered. Right. You know, and you're going to walk away, and you're going to know. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to show you a person. Mm. We're going to show you a story, and you're going to watch, and you're going to have to decide. I would challenge anybody who feels who feels um, on either side of the spectrum, I would challenge any of them to watch it and and not be challenged by what they go into the theater thinking they know. Because I think the, the whole heart of the... F- the film has a heart, and that heart is a Janae. You know, I mean, that was the whole effort to make this film was to strip away all the fluff that you might hear and just get at her story and see that this is a person with real feelings, with, with a real uh, passion, with real passions, with real love and compassion for her friends and family, you know? How the hell can you not respect that? Mm. Like, wh- mm. what, like, what, like I, it blows my mind to think you can't just watch this fairly, you know? And uh, so anyway, to answer your question, I don't know what it'll do, but mm-hmm. hopefully it, uh, it's, it, well, in your, in, I think in the end of the film, and I, I, again, I love the fact that I think you say, Janine, you say something about the story doesn't really have an ending, mm-hmm. which I so love, right? Because yeah. nobody's story really does end, right? We hope it continues and it lives on in our kids and our people we meet. And, and this is what I mean by Splash and Ripple, right? And how, how can you really know? But it just shows you the importance of the conversations that we do have, yeah. right? And the, the hands that we do shake. That was a bit of the challenge, I think, was trying to come up with, you know, you, you want the film to have some conclusivity that that mm. they feel like mm. they're walking away you know that you just the arc is concluded in a sense right, right. but that another arc's about to begin right right and i right. think that was a big that was a big hope for mine was that we had that those right finishing lines and and that interview actually occurred much earlier than that scene but it was a sentiment that really resonated me that with that Janae had said is that you know this is an ongoing thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think that for me that helps it helps me gain so much respect for someone going through this to admit that as opposed to saying I'm done and you know that's it it's because I don't feel that like I feel like I'm always working on my own yeah, relationships I'm always improving as a filmmaker I'm never there you know I'm always trying to to you know discover more so it's I don't know it's relatable well I, I, it makes me think of I mean to me my background academically is philosophy as my listeners will know and as Tad probably knows. Mm. Uh, so the, the questions of, of authenticity and transparency, these are deep existential questions that I think most of us don't want to answer. Mm. We're scared shitless and so we run, mm. right? And this is what you know, de Beauvoir would say is what causes a crisis, crisis of ethics and of faith and of all these things. And so you say, I want to look into the mirror and actually see Janae. I'm not sure any of us actually see Right, and so you're back to, back to this whole struggle of identity and what this film is really about. That that was a question from the start of the film when I when I was thinking of like how do you approach this was the was the the notion of who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a bit, but it's for for someone like Janae. So you have magazine, you have all of her fans. Who who do the fans think Janae is? Who do her sons think Janae is? Yep. Who does Janae think she right. is? Right, you know, right. if you believe in something greater, who like you know who are you really? Right, and I think that that's something that I, 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 everybody struggles with, and to and to and to try and and to try and say, you know, there's there's a there's an answer that's um, 
you know, an easy answer is foolish. I mean, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing. And, you know, I, and I, I think I just have so much respect for Janae asking those questions because mm-hmm. so many people will not ask those questions. And as a result, we'll end up in a world of angst where they eventually get to a point right. where it's just, a- you angst. know, manufactured. Like you're right. living a life and an identity which has not been challenged. It has not been pushed. It has not been tested. You know, it's just been, you know, accepted. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, it's, you know, for so much of my life, I was absolutely terrified that people would find out who I really was and Mm -hmm. all the stuff I was hiding. And then, you know, fortunately, I finally got to a point in my life where I was like, I don't care. Right. I've always said I'd rather know the, um, you know, an ugly truth than a beautiful lie. Mm. And so it was just like, you know, I got to the point where I was like, I don't care. I don't care how bad or how tough this is going to be. I want to know the truth. And you know, I was just open to everything and let myself be me. But, you know, even doing that, it was hard. It was, a, it was a process. And at first, it was so hard to know what was authentic and what I had created. Mm. And it took me a long time to figure that out. It's weird to think you'd live three decades of your life and have no idea who you really are. But that's where, that's the position I found myself in in my early, you know, about 10 years ago. And um, so the last decade has just been a process of, you know, who, what makes me happy? Who am I really? And, you know, how do, how do I move forward in life being the person that I am? And unfortunately, it's gone really well, but it hasn't been without its, you know, trials and tribulations and adversity. Well, it's every day, I think, mm-hmm. right? And, and yeah. for you, it's, it's, it's amplified, obviously, because of the, the bias and the structures and the, the angst and the inability to step outside of frameworks, I think. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but where, where, where do you go to charge? Is it, is it the gym in the basement? Is that, is that, is that where you, your kids, obviously, the beautiful relationship you have with your sons? Yeah, I mean, the amazing relationship I have with my sons. I mean, there's just so much unconditional love there that, that just being with them is, you know, amazing. And, and no matter how bad everything else might be, as, as long as they're there, it makes it all okay. Mm. But, um, but yeah, also the, the gym. It's always been a passion of mine, and everything else in life can be rough. But if the gym's going well, then that, that puts everything in the right okay, direction. Okay, so Janae, I hate the gym. You can probably you can probably tell, right? Like I despise it. If I don't have a book to read or a movie to watch, actually, I watch a lot of a lot of film at the gym. So if I'm getting something done, right, and I know I'm working my heart, I know I'm maybe working on a few calories, but I just can't get over that. Can, can you help me out a little bit? You got any tips? Yeah. I, I want to speak. I want to speak on Janae's behalf on this because I think I can help. Because yeah, I think she'll, yeah. you know, something that people have to understand with someone like Janae is. You know, you look at someone on Wall Street, and they're defined by their portfolio mm-hmm. of wealth, mm-hmm. and, and no one and their IKEA furniture. Absolutely, right? <laughs> well, you know, the, all this status stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Janae lived in a world which was based on integers. How much are you bench pressing? Mm. You know, how much? Mm. How, what's your body fat? What's your mass? All these things are quantifiable, and they're measured, and they're compared, and you are stacked and slowly ranked. And Janae was the highest in the world you know, in all these areas. And, and she was the best looking power lifter as well. Most power lifters have high body fat. She had low body fat. So I think, you know, until, until you enter her world, you don't understand that this was, yep. this is Superman's yep. cape. Yep, you right. know, like this is right. his ability to fly. Right. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the gym yeah. for Janae is come and touch. Like you can't get me in here. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like you, when people don't get it, it's like, yeah, you, she can't walk away from this. Right. Yeah. Like in yeah. a sense, like this is, this is anyway, I just wanted to, no, I mean, that's exactly right. It was a huge part of my identity and, and still is. And, then it, and that was a, one of the questions was how to move forward without losing that identity and losing the things I valued from it. But, um, but yeah, it was, oh my gosh, that was such a big part of my life and still is. But 
you know, it, it, it is. It was all about, for me, you know, everything was measured in progress. Am I moving forward? Am I getting stronger? Am I carrying more muscle? Is there less body fat? And that became such a huge part of my identity and who I was that it was so hard to move forward as Janae because it's like, how do mm. I not lose the things I like about myself right. and move forward in something at the time I viewed in a completely different direction? So it was, you know, it, it was my lifting. It was, you know, it, it was my passion and it was such a huge part of my life and such a good thing, but it was also a heavy burden to carry as Pro- well. Probably like, probably a lot like an, any, any artist would mm-hmm. think, right? Getting uh-huh. lost in a, in a, in a, in a piece, in a, uh-huh. in a, in a film, in a play, right? On, once you step on stage, the world is set aside and I'm, I'm there, I'm present, fully present. Mm-hmm. You still haven't given me any tips, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I'm, I might not be the best person to give tips yeah, because yeah. I'm, like you Michael kind of alluded to. It involves sticking nails into your That's biceps. right, yes, yeah. yes. To increase your pain tolerance. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just wired differently that I'll way. Do that. You know, I'll do that as soon as I get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always a competitor. I was always an athlete. And from the time I was a young child, I also was always, I wanted to be number one in the world mm. at something. When I was young, I didn't know what that was exactly, but I was just that kind of person where you know i i love to train and i mean don't get me wrong when you're in the heat of it and it's painful and everything it's it sucks but but the the feeling afterwards is you know for me that's my high that's that's my drug and and winning was what you know i chased for all those decades and and loved it and and that's a hard part of my life now is having retired from competition how do I get that same feeling? How do I get that same satisfaction? Mm. And, and that's a difficult question I'm still trying to figure so we out. So we got to wrap it up in like a minute and a half. What, what are you doing now? Um, so I'm back to work as a pharmacist full time. Um, I'm also speaking at colleges and universities nice. about gender and sexuality good, good for you. and just trying to educate people. Um, you know, we're doing everything with, with the film that's going on right now. I'm also working on a book. Wow, good for you. And, uh, and then I train clients in, you know, powerlifting, nutrition and um, training and all that kind of stuff. So can I you, keep busy. Can you do me a favor? And maybe the last chapter will be like 10 tips on how hmm. to fall in love with the gym or something. I like actually that. wrote a book a couple of years ago and there is 10 tips about how to become insanely strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what one of my one of my pet peeves is, and maybe you you did this all the time. I don't know, but maybe I just can't do it. But mm-hmm. are the guys who mostly men, who are who are really actually just working out so they can show off their own muscles to themselves in the yeah. mirror? You know the one, you know the ones I mean. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get it. You got yeah. You got to take pleasure in something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I never did it. See, for me, the thing is between being transgender and b- between growing up, you know poor white rural area you know the historically you know people like to hear it but we were poor white trash Mm. but i grew up with a chip on my shoulder i always felt like less and i always felt like everyone Mm. was looking down on me and a lot of time i was right but so my whole life was about trying to prove that i wasn't less and i didn't do things to to say i was better than anyone else but i just wanted not for them not to be able to do that to me right so that was a big part of my motivation the chip i carried on my shoulder and i still do to be honest i mean it's just like and if i could outlift someone if i scored higher than them on a test if, if I was more successful than them at something, it was like it was my way of saying you can't look down on me. Yeah, well, I would say uh, you guys have knocked it out of the park, and you are in fact outlifting plenty uh, of ideas and people and frameworks. So well done, and I didn't congratulate. I don't think I congratulated you guys on the film. So again, thanks, thanks so much today. We're talking with uh, Janae Crock and Michael Del Monte about their new film Transformer here at Hot Dogs. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 